welcome to Bright and Bubbly with Tori and Elizabeth. Today we are, as always, really excited because we actually have our first guest to our show. It is our friend Ruthie, and we are just so honored that we, one, get to have her be our first guest, but two, actually start the process of interviewing people that we know and love. So Ruthie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited just to chat. It feels like I'm just sitting down with friends and this is great. That's the point. That's exactly, exactly. what we want it to be. Yes. So we're glad that you could join us. And um, also now you get to hear your voice on our podcast that you've been listening to and hopefully enjoy it just as much as we do when we listen to our stuff. So yes, I am a faithful listener. I hope that I'm going to get like top fan badges. You know how you get those on social media. I, I want a top fan badge for this podcast. We'll, we'll make a note of that and we will write that Thank you. Top fan. Thank, Thank you so much. I can give you a gold star. We'll put Thanks. it somewhere for you. Um, so the, the thing we were thinking about is like, mm-hmm. okay, we've never interviewed a friend before. What do we talk about? And we know that you have such a love and for worship. And it's one of the things that like, I think of Ruthie and then I think of worship. It's, it's not your identity, but it's something that comes alongside you. And I can see the Lord use it in your life, but also it's a way that like God uses you. So we'd love to ask you some questions and talk about worship today. Worship. It's awesome. awesome. I, I love worship. So are you ready? I'm ready. Question one, what are you most excited about when getting to worship in person again? Yes. So my church just recently started the process of opening again and having people live in service. And that's really exciting. I think I'm really excited to have less distractions because it's really easy for that to happen at home as much as you can be intentional and try to create that space for worship. It's distracting to not be in church together. I also am someone that really loves spontaneous worship. And when I say that, I don't just mean outbursts with no purpose, (laughs) right? Like, but There's something to me about the heart of God that he has a word in season and he has something to say today. So I love that we can corporately gather and we'll sing a song that has established lyrics, right? It has verses and chorus and a bridge, but something is specifically said for that day. That's something that I really just love is that we're not just, okay, let's sing this song again that we've sang 10 times, but what is something specific that God wants to say to us this morning and help us remember about him? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. So in, in that, like asking that question of like, what have you missed? We're, we're addressing quarantine and how we've not yeah. searched for such a long time mm-hmm. and the distractions. So was there things that when you were watching online that you did for worship, were you like one of those ones that like stood up and actually like got into it or was it just not the same? Yeah, I, I would definitely still stand up, sing engage with worship, but it certainly doesn't feel the same. I think there's just really practical distractions such as sound quality, right? Or that you're viewing it through a television instead of live in person. 
So it's, it's not that God is any different. It's not that the songs are any different. He's still worthy of the worship. I just think the attitude is different when you're not present in the church building. Yeah, definitely. I would have to say that I didn't realize how much I missed like worshiping in person and like corporate worship until this happened. Cause I definitely am like, I miss fellow believers just standing and all of us just worshiping together. And cause technology does like play a part. Cause I would be worshiping and then it would go do and we would lose connection. And then I would say, okay, well, now we got to figure out what's going on and things like that. So it was kind of, like you said, distractions. And then we'd have to wait to get it loaded back up. And yeah. Yeah. I and know. I think there's something about that Sunday morning gathering that really is a staple in the rhythm of the week as well. So the, the feeling of I'm getting up, I'm getting ready, I'm going to church and having that kind of set up the rest of my week, it feels very different to get up and I'm going downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. And then I'm just going to stay here in this house for the rest of the week where I do my work from home. So there's something about actually leaving and kind of gathering together in a different location that I didn't realize was so significant, but that whole sense of getting ready for the week I think is really lost when we're not actually gathering together. Right. Good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We talked last week about um, taking advantage of things. And I feel like worship in person was something that you don't know how sweet it is, how great it is until it's gone. True. And we never wanted to experience that, but we have. And so now it's that, I think it's going to be just that much sweeter like actually getting back into routine. Oh, yeah. And in one aspect, I think there will be some transition even in our minds because we've been so distracted. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we, when we get back into that place of like, Lord, it's about you and it's for you, I'm excited for what he does with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Um, we do have a couple more questions. So how do you Great. prepare yourself for worship? Yeah, so I serve on my worship team at my church and also for our young adults group. And I would not consider myself a singer, but I would say I'm a worshiper. And I think that that's a big difference for me because I have no desire to sing karaoke or be American Idol or anything like that. But I do love to lead people in worship. And I think especially over the last couple of years, I've seen how important it is to read scripture in order to worship well. And I grew up in Assemblies of God Church, definitely charismatic. I'm all about worship and it's emotional and it's beautiful. And we're expressing ourselves to the Lord and pouring out our hearts. And I used to be really attracted to that side of Christianity And then, you know, insert a memory verse every once in a while. But I've had to really grow in a love for God's word and see how that influences our worship. It talks about in John 4 that true worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. And so we're pulling from that attitude, that spirit of God, that something I say a lot to our team is it's not a talent show, right? So we're getting that spirit of like, this is not a talent show. This is to bring glory to God. And then that second piece of truth, 
pulls literally from the truth of God's word that we are worshiping based on the truth of what we know about God. So if I'm preparing for worship, I can a hundred percent tell a difference if I've been in the word all week mm-hmm. and then digesting that truth or not. Cause I guess how I picture it is um, all of like the scripture that we take in, it's like in a little file cabinet in our brains. <laughs> And so when we're worshiping, it's like, what do I have to draw from? You know, what is that truth that I have that I can speak about or sing about that I, that God has recently like reminded me of, or the promises or what I know to be good about him, because you kind of get in the mindset of, let me just insert something random that I know about God, but it's more meaningful. And it's like, this is something I'm learning or receiving recently. It just feels more authentic in our worship and not like I'm just filling the space because I can. So yeah, that's definitely how I prepare is getting in scripture. That's great. I would have to say, cause there are times when I go to your young adults group. Um, I sense that definitely that you prepare that way and it's not, you're just getting up there to sing a couple of songs. Like you really do lead us in mm. the Lord and his presence and it's wonderful. So thank you for that. Yeah. And I think you would, you would think like to prepare for worship, you should worship. And absolutely. I think that's part of it for sure. So I don't want to diminish that. Like that is definitely part of it. And there is a sense of wanting to do things with excellence and practice and and know what you're doing. I just have also found that I need to be grounded in truth. Like it's got to be both of those things in order for the worship to feel meaningful, to feel authentic, I guess you could say, but yeah. That's great. What is your favorite thing about worship? What I love the most about times of worship is I can get so caught up in who God is. It's so about him. It, well, if it, it should be, right? I guess it's not, it's, it's not perfect. So sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm more worried about the outfit that I chose to wear something stupid. <laughs> but uh, when it, when it's really about him, we get caught up in who he is. And I'm someone that is prone to anxiety, as I think a lot of us can relate to. So my mind feels like it never shuts off. I'm just constantly thinking about something I've done, something I'm doing, something I'm going to do how someone felt about something that I said, how someone's going to feel about something I said, you know, it's just constant thinking and planning and wondering and questioning and overthinking. And worship is one of those moments where I feel like I can shut off that, that voice in my brain and be fully present in who God is. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times you'll notice in scripture where it will say like, remember this or don't forget or remember, or, don't forget. And I think worship is a time where we remember God hasn't changed. We don't need to remind him who he is. He knows (laughs) he's got it, but it's a time for us to remember who he is and almost reestablish our priorities being him. Like I just feel like in worship, we take everything that we've been focusing on all week and remember, Oh yeah, God is above all of that, which means I can trust him, which means he's good, which means he's faithful, which means he's worthy of our worship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that 
aspect about remembering, because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest parts of our walk with the Lord is remembering the things that he's done. And there's ways, you know, worship is a way, journaling is a way, reading our words so that you're reminded yes. of stories, talking to your friends in fellowship, devotionals, like those type of things come alongside as a way to remember because the world is screaming at us. And so there has mm-hmm. to be somewhere, something that we're doing that's coming back and helping us to remember. And you're right. Worship is exactly that. And it resets in a sense and kind of go like, wait, life is intense. But my God, mm, he is, or, you know, like all those things that yeah, who God is. So thanks. That was good. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're welcome. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> you can drop that anytime. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. Like, and the thing is, is like, life can get crazy at times. So like, yes, for that craziness aspect, like, how do you worship in those difficult moments? Yeah, that's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. just is. And of course, you know, it's the classic, it's a choice to worship. And that's true, right? And it's the whole, even when I don't feel like it, I still choose to do it. Mm-hmm. All of that is true. I think there's also moments where in a very practical way, if I'm scheduled to serve on a team, you know, in a corporate setting, you don't really have a choice. So you're going to go and, and just do it. But I think I often get in this mindset of I'm going to go worship and then I will feel better. And that's interesting to me because I know that to be true. Like I know after I like finally I'm like, yes, I will do this. I will work like absolutely there's a sense of us feeling better but even more than that I think it's because our perspective realigns with what is actually true about who God is because when I don't feel that worship when I don't feel like worshiping it's because something is misaligned in my brain you know so I'm thinking that something else is more important I'm thinking that something else will never work out I'm thinking something else is draining and worship is not just, oh, now I feel better. But the feeling better is because I've reshifted my focus on what is actually true about God. But that requires us to get to the point of worshiping. And one, one verse that has been really meaningful to me is from Ephesians 5.19. Technically 19b. It's only the second half of the verse. But it says, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. So simple. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. But I think what's so important is that it's coming from our heart. And so in those difficult moments when I don't feel like worshiping, I literally will sit down and sing exactly what's in my heart right now. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, that doesn't necessarily start out in this beautiful chorus that's going to win a Grammy, right? (laughs) Sometimes it starts out with, I'm angry. This is confusing. I hate this. Why is this happening? Which doesn't sound like a really catchy Caleb tune, but, (laughs) (laughs) but in saying all that, once I finally get that out, we, we eventually we arrive to truth. I, I feel like I can't say that enough about truth being so important in our worship. But eventually we get to truth. Even this week, I sat in front of my keyboard and was just singing out some stuff to the Lord. It's been a hard week. I'll be honest with you. And 
as I'm singing this out, something that I was even singing this week is that there are promises in this season from the Lord that I didn't know were going to be so meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. So that's been really helpful for me to speak of like, I'm used to drawing on, on these other promises, but maybe this messy season means there are more promises from the Lord that I have yet to discover. And so I can find hope in that, that this is like I said to Elizabeth recently, that God is not complicated, but he is complex. Ooh. And so that gave me some real hope this week that I'm like, wait, all of my normal go-to promises, they're not cutting it. Like not, that sounds mean because God is always sufficient, but like, that's not bringing the comfort that I need. And that doesn't mean that God is not sufficient. That means there is more of him that I have yet to discover and that I have yet to see. And so that was a really long answer. But in those difficult moments, it's not just I'm choosing to worship, but I'm being honest in my worship as well. And absolutely, I think there's something about singing something we don't feel yet, and we can sing things in faith. But I also think sing where you're at and be honest with the Lord, because that is when he can finally say like, thank you for telling me. Thank you for saying that to me. And now I can respond to that and and help you see something else about my goodness. That's so good and so true, because there are a lot of times, like, especially for me, when, yeah, I don't feel it. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to church, you know, when things were open. Um, Yes. I'm going to church, so we're going to worship. So I've got to, you know act like I have it together. And, you know, yes. and in those times, it's like, I walk away and I'm like, mm, I didn't really feel a whole lot from worship or get a whole lot because I was putting on that. Okay, Lord, it's good. Everything's good. When really I have those questions that are deep down inside, like, why is this going on or, or something like that? So I've definitely found that when I'm honest with the Lord, it definitely opens up and it, it, it brings my worship into a new space because you're right. You know, yeah. The Lord is just like, okay, let me hear it. You know what I mean? If what is, what is on your heart, you know, let's just be raw and real. And so a lot of times with me, I do, I write that in my journal when I have my quiet moments with the Lord, like raw, real, vulnerable, like that's what the Lord wants. Yeah. I love that. Well, and even so, like I wrote down basically your two quotes in that segment that we just talked about, like God is not complicated. He's complex. As you're right, like you and I have talked about this and it is stood out to me and it fits in this moment, but it fits in other scenarios even better. But I want to emphasize it so that anyone that's listening can kind of like sit on that again. And maybe it's something that will help you in another area of your life. And, And truly when you said sing where you are at, I love that. That is a complete freedom statement. So often there's an expectation of what we have to present and, and what we're feeling and different things like that. And I think it takes away a certain amount of pressure. Mm. The Lord already knows where we are at and he will meet us where we're at. And then on top of that, God just doesn't meet us there. He actually takes us to that next place. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we're transparent, and let him in on that. We're admitting it. It's almost like the, I raise my hand. I'm not talking about worship, but it's like that surrender movement of like, Mm. Lord, okay, come. Like, you know, when you, when you're like in a fight or whatnot, you're supposed to like tap someone on the shoulder. Like when you're like wrestling or you're supposed to like raise your hand if you need help. I think it's Mm -hmm. that way. Like with the Lord, it's like, okay, this is where I'm at Lord. And sometimes that does mean actually physically raise your hands in worship. 
but there's also just that in our own minds, mm-hmm. like, yes. we're, like surrender. And I think that we can easily in corporate gatherings, walk into that worship service and say to ourselves, I'm really sad. So I want to sing a specific song that's going to address that emotion. And then the worship set is not what you wanted it to be. And so yes. you're like, well, well, this was pointless. Like we're singing songs about, I don't know, some, something that like didn't fit what you were feeling today. Okay, then yeah. sing where you're at. It's not me telling you like, don't participate in the songs <laughs> that are there, but go to the altar or sit in your seat and have a moment with the Lord. and it's okay that everyone else around you is singing about victory and you don't feel victorious right now. And that is okay. Then sing where you are at in that moment and be inspired by everyone around you as they proclaim who God is. That will a hundred percent make you think, okay, I'm not alone in this. And there are people walking in victory that are going to help me to get there as well. Oh, that's so good. And what verse comes to mind, I don't know where it's found, but it's in the gospels where there's the man that tells Jesus, I believe, help me with my unbelief. Yes. Yeah. Declaring, I will choose to believe in the victory, but help me right now as I don't see it. And not mm-hmm. denying that it won't be there. I'm not denying anything. I'm actually saying, Lord, open up my eyes because you are complex. And you go beyond me. And I love, love, love that. Wow. This is, this has been an awesome talk just to dive into worship. And it's, it's one of the things where we try to keep our podcast not too long. So we are going to have to start wrapping up, but we're so glad that you would join us, Ruthie. Um, We have a spark every, every week. So we're going to talk about our sparks, but we want you to join in with our new spark and kind of a little bit about it. So So our old spark from last week was text a friend that you haven't talked to while in quarantine. So Elizabeth, I I did text a friend. They did not text me back. (laughs) I mean, I I did the first first thing. Um, And then I actually talked to a couple other people as well, but it wasn't intentional. And then after the fact, I realized I hadn't talked to them all of quarantine. I was like, bonus. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, no, mine, mine kind of was like a twofold. So I, over the summer, I'm going to visit a friend for a baby shower. And I was like, Oh, I got to get my plane ticket. So I did reach out to them, but I hadn't reached out to them. So I was like, Hey, yeah, I haven't reached out to you. But then I realized I was like, let me see how they're actually doing as well. So it was, I need to get flight ticket, flight information, but also, Hey, how are you doing? You know, we haven't talked in a while. So it was nice to catch up with them and I'm excited to see them. And Yay. That's awesome. Hey, that works super mm-hmm. well. Okay. So this is the, this is the spark that we want you to join in on with us. Um, Ready. So our new spark that goes with today's topic is this, this next week, take time to go into your room and worship to any song. Just one, you could do more um, and spend that time doing something you haven't done in a while. If you don't do that. And if you have, Hey, dive in some more. Mm-hmm. Um, is this something that you do sometimes, Ruthie? Yes. I think, like I said, sometimes I'm sitting in front of a keyboard and more so just yeah. pouring out my heart, but other times, absolutely putting on a song and being able to just sing that to the Lord has been really powerful. And it, 
it could be the same song for three months and that is perfectly fine. So it doesn't have to be the latest and greatest. I think we can easily get caught up in, it has to be like the newest and the best song out there, but sing something that is meaningful to you. And I would encourage you to do it privately and not while you're driving or not while you're out on a walk, but find that time to really just worship and focus on the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, love I love that. that. Yeah. Well, and when this podcast comes out, some more churches will be open to corporate worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even as corporate worship comes back, we shouldn't just be worshiping in the church. It should yeah, never right. stop and start because of that. It should be something that it's a daily or weekly thing that we're doing with the Lord. And to tell you the truth, I'll, I'll just straight up say, I don't do it as often as I'd like where I just shut the door in my room and go and worship. And right now, as I'm even saying it, it kind of goes with our, our whole entire like theme of the questions you've been answering. But the song that stuck in my head is from Waymaker. And it's like, even when I don't see it, you're moving. Mm-hmm. Even yes. when I don't feel it, you're moving. You yes. never stop. You never stop. And so I feel like when you have those worship songs in mm-hmm. you, they can come out of you in any moment. Like you're talking and I literally have this song that is like preaching to myself mm-hmm. as we're talking because it's already in me as a worship song. Yeah, definitely. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. So for me, I, I love worship. I love getting that alone time with the Lord. And so I'm reading another book. (laughs) Nice girl. So it's, um, discerning the voice of God, how to recognize when God is speaking by Priscilla. Mm -hmm. And so I just pulled a quote about worship. Um, and so it says this, anytime God is speaking, any place we expect to hear his voice, worship cannot be far away. Worship mm. rolls out the red carpet for God's mm. presence to invade Ooh. his name. So, and I truly love that because like, I'll, you know, when I sit with my quiet time with the Lord, I'll turn on worship music. And sometimes that's all, it, you know, it is. It's just the worship music playing. And I'd like, even though I've heard the songs maybe like a hundred times, cause I have my set little playlist there are moments when that uh, just a song pops up and I'm like, oh my goodness, these lyrics, I've been listening to these lyrics for so long, but like, Lord, you're using them to speak into my life again and just to be taken away with him in the presence of the Lord. So um, I love just sitting and just quieting, you know, myself with the Lord and just having that worship music because that may help, you know what I mean? Um, Listening to him and being guided by his presence. And I think even a bonus spark is maybe if you're someone that doesn't listen to worship music a lot, which is fine, maybe challenge yourself to take a whole day or a whole week and only listen to that and see, see if it changes your perspective at all. I don't know. Just, I, I could, and I'm not someone who listens to worship music 24 seven. I listen to a variety of things, but there is a way I feel that is different after I've, again, filled my mind with truth versus yeah other choices so yeah maybe challenge yourself with that too look at that ruthie you're hitting it hard i love it right (laughs) thank you hey (laughs) like i like that because sometimes it's that simple thing it's the step before to get ourselves ready in whatever way prepare and that's beautiful 
Thank you, Ruthie, so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being our first guest. You're welcome. My pleasure. And thank you, our friends, for listening again. We're so glad that you joined us and got the opportunity to meet one of our friends and maybe even one of your friends. Go out and be blessed. Encourage somebody. Thanks for listening. See you later.